All right, baby, this is old master right here, king of big dog style, master of the pop-up headbutt, king of the trailer court, the Sutter Psycho, right here. Y'all listen to Wrestling Chairs, you dummy if you ain't paying attention. Listen, subscribe, like, share, all that business, baby. Old master right now, I'm going to drink some live bears. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to go where you can see that troubles are all the same. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if we might not know how to pronounce your name. This is Wrestling Cheers, where we like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This episode, we will be talking about this Friday show from Art Lady of Mount Carmel by AIW. It will be Escape from Cleveland, Friday, September 14th, 7.30 bell time. All the same old fun stuff from AIW at Art Lady of Mount Carmel. Or, if you're tagging photos, not at Art Lady of Mount Carmel. Nowhere near it. Don't even think about it. So, I am your host. I am Heavy Set. And uh, let's get into all the... uh, fun stuff about this show we are brought to you by the trending topics network and neo sports insiders please head on over to apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher tune in youtube spotify iHeartRadio, and podbean resting cheers podbean.com please rate review and subscribe wherever you're listening to us at contact info for us we're on facebook twitter and instagram facebook.com slash wrestling cheers twitter.com slash wrestling cheers and instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email if you so choose a desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com we got a merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Get your Fight Caden Fight shirts and also the Wrestling Cheers logo shirt. And also, going back to what I was saying of email, if you so choose a desire, we are doing pre-orders for a shirt. And I'm getting them locally printed. And I want, if you want one, that's how I'm kind of asking people to do it. Uh, it is, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go the very unoriginal the that everybody's done. The Bullet Club parody that... I was using on social media for a while, and I decided to get some printed up. So I have a couple just, I don't want to say dead dummies. It's just I'm, I got a couple mocks done, and I will be wearing one of them at the show, hopefully, if everything works out. And um, yeah, it's a $20 pre-order, $25 afterwards, and either pay in person, I'll write your name and size down you need, and not PayPal. Cheers at gmail.com. I don't, I'm not really not expecting to sell a lot, but I just kind of want to have that shirt in my collection. So throwing it out there to anybody else who wants it. So let's get into this particular show. Like I said, Escape from Cleveland, AIW, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, all that fun stuff. And we are joined by two people to talk about this show. First off, we have, we have, uh, Ed, young Ed from Pod Van Dam. Or from benefits of podcasting, or whatever. From both. Or oh, okay. We count that 
as a podcast now? Because you just said that earlier before we were recording that that used, Pod Van Dam used to be a podcast. Both is half. Both is so half. I do one single podcast. <laughs> when when will be the next episode of either of them? Uh, it's Pod Van Dam uh, probably uh, later. Later? Um, Because Benefits is already recorded and it's getting edited. So that would be out sooner. Dan on that one. Without be be out before or after this show. Or definitely. I don't even need to check that for sure. God, the last last Pod Van Dam episode was the end of July. Uh, I I don't know. It's it's hard to do a wrestling podcast when your co-host hates current wrestling. Yeah, and oddly enough, the last Benefits of podcasting episode was like two days before it. Okay, wow, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, he must go on like sprees where he's really feeling editing and then yeah i think so much on that the last episode which was like sam the eagle in that episode which is like i said end of july you guys are talking about infinity war like it was just out in the theaters and i think it was released digitally like a week or two later from when that was released yeah, yeah, that episode actually was never supposed to come out because Justin's really bummed in it because right before we started recording, his girlfriend's cat ran out the door. Oh, shit. We weren't even planning on using it, but I guess he just went back, and on his second listening, it, it was okay. How many episodes are in the bank, or just the one? Or the can, should say, not bank. I th- I think one for sure, because we recorded one on the road to Matt SiriCon when I skipped uh, WrestleRager. Bad decisions. Bad decisions. All right. Time. We also have Rick joining us again once again. For this episode, I'm going to be known as Ricardo de Tijuana. Okay, Rick, because that's just how I want to be. Of Tijuana. Tijuana, because <laughs> that's the only word in that whole uh, ad in the uh, in the match graphic that I can pronounce. Whoa, La Familia Day. Er, well, I, you don't watch SmackDown with uh, Edge and Vicky Guerrero? La Familia? What's SmackDown? What <laughs> wooden ship. Did I sound like Ed there for a second? <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's get into this fun fun little card that we have. And uh, yeah, matches that we have in store for us for Escape from Cleveland. And I'm a jackass and exit out of my Facebook app, which had perfectly, perfectly... Uh, Way to just swipe left on all the cards. It's Facebook like these days. How long have you not been on Facebook? Facebook since 2011. Uh, I would say kind of the same, but kind of kind of better. But I don't know. It, it depends on what you want to use Facebook for. I always use to talk politics in a civil manner. Oh, that's not. Facebook. It just wants to poke people. I would say that's not Facebook at all. I don't know. Like I feel like social media as a whole is just what you do with it and who you connect with. I think I said the other day that uh, you know you choose what's on your social media. You just have to do something about it. Like if there's a page that kind of annoys me, I hide it from my feed. If there's people that annoy me, I unfollow them. And there's like somewhat close personal friends that I've gone, yeah, you know what? I'm going to shut you off for a little while because you're fucking annoying. But it's, it's all what you make. Well, Twitter was fun that week that uh, Izzy got her little head slammed into a mat. Were you were you pro or anti? The her wrestling or the choke slam? Oh, her choke slam is part of the re- on both of those. They're both having a match. I think is stupid. Like who gives a shit? But her taking a choke slam, I don't care. It's not my kid. Let her throw her little head at the ground. I'm not her parent. Like 
I think the someone art- else would have an opinion on what someone else's child is like does for safety. Like there's there's, there's youth football. We're worried that Izzy slammed her head on a mat, like or her parents oh, let yeah. her. It's not then the the biggest part. It's not your kid. Why do you give a shit? Are you that bored? Like it's it's, it's not it's not anyone's child except like I I can't wait to do this Twitter podcast. I'm stoked. <laughs> I will throw out that uh, little cheap plug for a friend of ours. Um, the indie cast they did have a interview with Izzy after the show because they are involved with Punk Pro. And it was actually their sponsored title that she won. So they know her somewhat and they had had her on with her parents too. And they, of course they talked about the whole thing and uh, it's, it's kind of a, I don't want to get too into it right here, but I look at it as, as a kind of double standard for people because, you know, Johnny Gargano, he was wrestling technically when he was younger he didn't officially start getting training until he was a little older than she is right now. But what's the difference? Flat out, there's, in my opinion, there's really nothing. If if you want to do it, fine. I don't care. I mean, as long as no one gets hurt and she she didn't get hurt, and this is I get also she, she's been if she did get hurt. It's not my it, it's it's not my kid. I don't care. <laughs> That's. David Bixon's fan and Joey Ryan argued about it on Twitter for hours. And like, it's like, Dave, like, are you bored? Do you not, does he need a day job? Like, does he not have one afternoon? And he's just arguing with Joey Ryan on Twitter about bumps, which is insane to begin with because, you know, one of them has taken bumps and then the other nearly shit himself and passed out at a progress show. I don't even really know who Bixman is. Between the sheets? I hardly know of it. Oh, it's perfect because it's like six hours long and I work 10 hour shifts. Yeah, I really don't care for six hour podcast. I've I've been told that we should stick under an hour, which I somewhat agree with. But if, it, if I have a show that goes over like an hour, hour and a half, I'm fine. When we get to the two to three to four or five. Yeah, when we get to the, the APSO stuff. Yeah. But I look at it as those are anomalies. Those don't happen all the time. So people like that just kind of annoy me. That's why I, there's a lot of people on quote wrestling Twitter. I don't follow. It's people like that. I don't follow Meltzer. I don't. F- uh, I don't follow Alvarez. I don't follow Cornet. Actually, just I recently realized I didn't have Cornet blocked, so I blocked him just so I don't have to see his shit. Uh, Russo. How does he not have me blocked? Is what I want to know. I talk a lot of shit about old Jimmy Cornet, and he doesn't have me blocked at all. He's probably got you muted. It's possible. I I love that. I can't stand any of them people. I was just actually thinking about it today. These are the people that say, this is what's ruining our business. This, that's not wrestling. That's not, that's not, that's not part of the wrestling business. I'm like, wait a minute. If whatever you're saying makes money, then it becomes a part of the business because it makes money. Business is money. Like, wh- like who gives a fuck when it, if it, okay, it's not your wrestling. Yeah. Shit changes. Shit's, you know, change from decade to decade and wrestling. Things evolve, things change. And you're just, stuck like what you believe is wrestling that's why i don't follow any of them fuckers of course i'm someone who's a fan of a guy like and i've gotten shit for this before i'm you know a fan of like guy like justin labar only because he's current eventually time will probably pass him by and he'll be the same thing that's what but I, it's the worst with the people that have had success because in their mind it's still their successful days and wrestling should be exactly what they used to and it's that's not so fuck them I don't want to hear Jim Cornette critique anybody else's booking decisions because I saw his Ring of Honor run. <laughs> the headbangers. 
Yeah, I Hondo and Ring of Honor. Like there are like aspects of Cornac I uh quote respect, but yeah. It's mostly I respect what you did, but you're no longer relevant. That's like if uh I'm trying to think sports wise, if fucking Troy Aikman came out tomorrow and just started talking shit about a lot of NFL quarterbacks today, like if he started talking shit about Tom Brady, he'd be like, Okay, man, like Aikman, you're good. But Tom Brady's right now and he's winning, so shut up. That's it. Well, I think Cornette's hilarious, and I think it's because he's not trying to be funny, and that's the funniest part. Yeah. Um, yeah. How did we... <laughs> this was another complaint I got. I made a don't... joke about Izzy, and it just went from... Oh, there. yeah, yeah, because I was cu- I was just curious. That's right. Don't ask me. I don't even know what an Izzy is. <laughs> the Bailey superfan. Yeah, I, uh, I missed that whole thing, thank God. Get for her parents to get wrestling tickets for free. Wait, I have a twelve-year-old. Front row in NXT uh, and have her cry. I'm gonna have. <laughs> yeah, I can see him crying in the front row in NXT. <laughs> He's got got to cry real big. Yeah. Well, whatever. Teach their own, I guess. I mean, she's got that fire pro wrestling or whatever it is that everybody's all about now. So she's technically cooler than me in a lot of people's book because. I don't have that game. I'm going to ask again because I need an answer from Rick because he actually has a 12-year-old. Would you let your kid take a bump? Um, no. No. Uh, okay. Uh, no. I, it's, you know, I've seen the stuff that, you know, the Young Bucks and, you know, I I get that they're not really kicking a kid in the head. But I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I saw as much as of the Izzy thing I saw was the gif where, you know, somebody sets her down very gently off a choke slam and you know i'm doing air quotes there and I, I mean, you just never know with that kind of stuff i i wouldn't i wouldn't let my kid do it and thanks for letting me come in here and do the pilot episode of my twitter podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know what you think <laughs> we should probably talk about aiw you're, i can't believe you're doing a third podcast yeah we should talk about aiw but or is it is it a spinoff of pod van damme like it'll be Pod Van Dam. It'll presents. be it'll be on the Pod Van Dam feed. Most likely, it'll be Pod Dam, and I'll, that's just what the show's gonna be from now on. You've been trying to do a different Pod Van Dam for like almost a year now. I think this is it. I think I stumbled upon it because uh, I'm I'm on wrestling Twitter. Uh, I view it, and it, it's really mentally tasking. But if I I think if I make it into content, it'll actually be fun for me. So. This is the direction Poppy Dave's gonna go. Big news here on Wrestling Cheers. I like it. You could have little segments. The uh, you could start out with uh, who's blocked me this week on Twitter. You know, give us all the updates. Finally got blocked, blocked by, by Eric Bischoff. What was that? I said I've only been blocked by Eric Bischoff. Like I've only, that's it that I know of at least. At least that's a pretty good name. I mean, I've only been blocked by Goldust. Great man. Meow, uh, meow, meow. The only big name that I know I'm blocked by is Angelina Love. What'd you do to deserve that? Uh, a friend of mine back in 2011 tweeted out, and I don't think he, ta- I can't remember. No, he, I think he did tag her. Said, like, Angelina Love needs to eat a cheeseburger. Oh. And that was also at the time she was dating Crimson. Ouch. And Crimson attacked him, got all his, like, Legion of fans, obviously, like, quote, tweeted and everything. So, all his fans see it and kind of attacked him. And I got in and I was just like, fuck Angelina Love, fuck Crimson. And <laughs> I got blocked by both of them. But yeah. since, since then, I've, quote, buried the hatchet with Crimson his last 
when the last time he was at AIW. And Angelina Love, I'm still blocked by, but I yeah. don't give a flying fuck about her. I was at one time blocked Black. by Tim Downs, too. What'd you say, Ed? So it's like reverse schlack, where like you they you said me things about Angelina Love and Crimson yelled at you. Where like on wrestling Twitter, it's like schlack's a racist, and then Maria Manic's like, don't talk about my Nazi boyfriend like that. Oh, I didn't even know that that's who she was dating now. Last I thought she was dating uh, DJ Hyde, but that was forever ago. That sounds terrible. (laughs) I I don't I don't have that confirmed, but this was also like when I think she was first around wrestling or the first time I seen her in AIW. It was like right around that time. I could be wrong. Everything is alleged. Yeah, Uh, I think I tweeted the other day that I saw DJ Hyde wrestle like recently, and he moves like he's underwater. Didn't ever see it in my life. He's so slow. When I think of DJ Hyde, I think of an incident a couple years back, but I'm not going to publicly talk about it. I'll just say uh, at this time, Donst and I weren't talking, but we were right around the area when something happened, and we just kind of looked at each other like, oh shit, this is happening. Completely vague. People don't know. I'll actually hold on. Uh, Let's go to a commercial break right now. You wake up every morning, get yourself out of bed, and look in the mirror and realize that you don't recognize the person looking back at you. You don't feel as whole as you should. You feel about half empty. You get in your car and go about your daily activities, and you think about all the opportunities that you missed. Opportunities you didn't take. Doors you left closed instead of open. You think about all the things that you could have done and the things that you chose to do instead. Well, that's where I come in. My name is Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham, and I am not only a motivational speaker, but I am a personal development coach, and my three-principle system has changed the lives of countless people all over the world. I invite all of you to stay with me today and listen as I help you change your lives and give all of you a new beginning. And we're back from that unexpected commercial break. So uh, let's get into Escape from Cleveland for now. And uh, yeah, we will start with the card. We have Ultimo Dragon versus Lewis Linden. Dave, if I could uh, get the name right. La Familia. De Tijuana versus the Young Studs. The Intense title match. Tim Dance versus Cole Cabana. Nick Gage versus KTB versus... Filthy Tom Lawler versus Matthew Justice. All Ego Ethan Page versus Joshua Bishop. The AIW Tag Team Title Match. Rematch. The Production versus Twins. To Infinity Beyond versus The Production versus No Consequences versus PME. And the main event, the AIW Absolute Title Match. Hot Sauce Tracy Williams versus Dominic Greeny. Uh, first match we're going to dive into. Let's... uh. Let's start with the intense title. Freaking Tim Donst versus Colt Cabana. Uh, this is Tim Donst's first t- uh, title defense since winning it, because he, oddly enough, was not at WrestleRager. And, uh, I mean, Colt Cabana, I I love this match, because I feel like this is two AIW regulars somewhat, even though Colt Cabana isn't as much. Maybe I don't really think Colt Cabana's going to win, but I like this clash of styles. And I'm wondering if we're going to get a, a little more serious cabana or we're going to see regular 
funny comedy cabana, which I'm a huge fan of. What do you think, Ed? We always see funny cabana. Jimmy Jacobs got to be a little serious one time, but besides that, and that's the best cabana. But I think like he's a he's a good choice for the first challenger because uh, I don't want to say that right to win the belt, but if if Dante happens to pull out the win, it would be a credible win over a name. That's a good first title defense. I take this. It's a good choice. What do you think about this matchup, Rick? Uh, I'm glad to see Colt back. Uh, no card is ever worse for having Colt Cabana on it. Uh, I think Donst retains. I think you're going to see um, definitely nothing like we saw at Absolution with Tim Donst. So I think uh, Donst needs to be prepared, but I think he gets the win over Colt Cabana. Like, is this kind of a break for Donst? For some of the matches, you know, we've seen him in, especially lately, and especially versus Joey Janela. Like, is this kind of like, all right, we we go from the bad boy that is Joey Janela versus the the comedy good guy of Colcabana? Yeah, this is like a Yano G1 match. Like, it's going to be fun to watch, but it's not going to be really tasking on you. And it's something uh, totally different than what he did the last time he was here. It's like a total 180. And the thing that we have to remember with AIW cards as of late, and it's something I do love, but I maybe don't like as much, depending on which where I stand on it, is uh, we don't have every match announced. Like, as far as I've been told, what we have here is the announced card. But we're always good for about one or two unannounced matches. And one- I dig that. It's like old ECW. Like, when you buy a pay-per-view and you only do four matches on it. That somewhat reminds me, one of my favorite pay-per-views was the original ECW One Night Stand. And I swear to God, I don't remember them announcing a single match. And that's one thing I loved about it. They just told you who was going to be there. And I don't then, think they did. The main, event, the main event was announced. Did they announce? Because I, I remember the Dudley Boys promo. And the Dudley Boys, I think, challenged Dreamer and Sandman. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's all you knew. And then I think, I swear they told you everybody else that was going to be there. Or mo- most of the people. So you just knew like, oh, this person's going to be a match. Okay, this person's going to be a match. Cool, cool, cool. And I, I'll never forget coming home, because I worked third shift at that time. Pay-per-view was already over. I am horrible at watching stuff that is pre-taped like that, because I'll just want to fast forward. I made it through the whole card except one match that I fast forward. Ironically enough, it's the one that everybody loves. The fucking Mike Awesome match. I fast forward. Everybody's like, oh my God, that match was the best. I'm like, I don't know at the time. I was like, mm, I'm good. Because I wasn't high on Mike Awesome. And I even forget the dude that he fought. Anyway, went on tangent there. Yeah. That um, match does not, does not hold up commentary wise, unfortunately. But with. Yeah, right. That's the greatest thing ever. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awful. You, you yeah, would, it is. It's horrible. <laughs> but the reason why I brought up that not every match is a downs is. There is one name, actually there's multiple names, but there's one name in particular for this match that is done on the card, MJF. And I'm wondering if MJF will be here. I don't know his if he's announcing anything this day or not, but that would be interesting. Just because I've loved everything with Colt Cabana and MJF, and I feel like I don't know if they're having a, any type of storyline end with that or that's just going to keep going on for a little while longer i think it just pops up periodically at this point it's like the old uh comedy callback he's not there because i don't like him you don't like mjf no <laughs> no 
Why? Okay. Why don't you don't like MJF? Don't ask. I, don't I, ask I, I have to ask. I, have I don't to ask. want to get into it. I think I've, I think we've done this like the last three times I've been on the show. Moving on. Short. Summarize it up really quick, or just a couple words, like the quickest you can do it to refresh my memory. If it's something we have talked um, about, I'm not really into them, and I think the gimmick didn't make a lot of sense. Now it's starting to because of like getting to do vignettes on GCW shows. Mm-hmm. The rich person gimmick isn't something you can just say like you have to show it so if he's rich show it like do vignettes put some stuff on youtube you can't just come out and say hey guys i'm rich look at my scarf i wear a scarf because i'm rich like that's it's really weak i admit i looked up tried to find a a scarf like that and i realized it is a burberry scarf which i have no idea even what that means and then i seen the price tag on it and i'm like oh fuck yeah, I'm I'm not paying like 500 bucks just to wear a scarf like him. Fuck that. How many people know that that scarf is expensive? Like sweatpants bullet club shirt guy that comes to the show. He, he you know he doesn't know how much that scarf costs. He just sees a guy wearing a scarf. I is all I'm saying. Like put some work in, man. Uh, Help yourself. Yeah, that See, I like NJF. He he has the the rich guy attitude down that i don't feel like a lot of people get like the fact that he tells you he's rich and plays that part to a t to me makes me believe okay yeah you're rich but that's that's just me because he to me seemed to talk like and act like a guy who is rich a guy who has had everything but but i want to see it (laughs) what do you want to see his bank account i want to see some really nice suits i want him to have a virgil of some sort. Oh, God. Virgil. Well, he does want a bodyguard. I don't, I don't know if a Virgil would hold up in the whatever year we're in now. He has mentioned like a like a Virgil. Like I'm just saying he needs a, he needs a lackey. It was accept- acceptable in the 80s. <laughs> well, did you hear the name that he want? He, he has said that he wants as his bodyguard in AIW? That'd be uh, none other than Big Twan Tucker. <laughs> oh, God. Huh? Let's talk more about Izzy. <laughs> Let's get back to that. You don't want to talk about Big Twan? <laughs> not, not in that context, thank you. <laughs> not necessarily that co- context. I think not going Virgil route, but him being a bodyguard would be pretty cool. I think he mm. his intense personality that he he brings out in the ring would be amazing. You think you think Big Twan would be a Curtis Hughes? Yeah, I think that's a a proper uh, comparison. Maybe it'll happen, but I mean for now, he gets time. Maybe MJF has got a little more more money than the uh, Duke money. That's another team or some more people that are not announced for this card. We have no Jock, no Duke. No Mance, no Twan, and no Parker Pierce. We'll see if they happen to show up somewhere. And also, who else is not officially announced, but we know they're going to be, you know, somewhat there, is we have uh, the Weird World, who, which for those who don't know, there will be the official pre-party at Brunuts, which is right down the road from Our Lady of Mount Carmel, 6501 Detroit Avenue. Uh, I know they serve yeah, donuts they're, and alcohol. They're not going to have a match then, right? Well, possible. 
You're asking. You're asking worldwide to. Par- you're asking him to party before the show. They call that Jaylet. Maybe he. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he uh, goes on a soft sabbatical. What if they get challenged at that show, like at the pre-party? Oh, hmm. I mean, would it be against? If it's anybody, it has to be like Parker Pierce and Big Tuan. I don't. I don't and think like they come. They come challenged with the free party. We're making movies here. <laughs> and the uh, Weird World Duke money has that all been resolved with their uh, Wrestle Rager confrontation? Are we done with that? What do you think, Ed? Uh, Ed wouldn't know. He wasn't there. Oh, I, th- I thought. Oh. He, I thought he had an opinion on it though. But yeah, uh, he wasn't there. Oh. Those places. <laughs> Nowhere important. Doing things. There's no proof of it. Oh, Samoa Joe with a dick on his face. <laughs> For a room full of people. So you say. I don't believe it. Is there... Is there, I, is there... I got the whole slideshow I can send you, and I swear <laughs> to God, it is... I think that... Oh God, maybe I don't think. I, I want that whole feud to be over. But I kind of feel like it's not. That's why I think it has the potential of being Tuan and Parker versus Weird World. Because I don't think we've 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 seen it, but maybe not as as soon. Like I feel like there's could be something unresolved there. But Jock and Mans, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think Jock's going to be there. All right, let's move on to the Fatal Four Way match, uh, singles, Fatal Four Way. Nick Gage versus KTB versus Filthy Tom Lawler versus Matthew Justice. No matter which way you turn, it's fucking nuts. You have Nick fucking Gage, KTB who's been on a roll, Filthy Tom Lawler, granted coming off of his feud with Dom, but he still has shit to prove, and Matthew Justice being the AIW madman as of late this I kind of think this has the potential of being the first match of the show, but at the same time, normally that's when we get the unannounced matches. So I'm expecting this one to tear down the house. What do you guys think? Um, uh, I like off Nick Gage because he lost his belt. We're gonna get a pissed off Tom Lawler because he lost. Uh, they like having around now. Uh, I I didn't before because his name was Kyle. And that is a weird name for a wrestler to have, Kyle the Beast. Um, I've never met a beast, but I'm sure if I did, it would not be named Kyle. E, that's easily chantable. Good idea. I dig it. And uh, Matthew Justice is an insane person, so that'll be fun. How about you, Rick? I uh, have my sights very high on this one. Um, This is going to be one of those matches, I think, where you don't want to look away because you just never know who's going to be coming up behind you or in front of you or getting tossed on top of you or jumped onto you. Um, I have big hopes. I really like KTB. Um, I didn't know until Edge just said it that it stood for Kyle the Beast. Um, I just saw KTB, and now that Kyle kind of saddens me a little, little bit. But uh, I think KTB gets the win here. Uh, we're not. Do- I'm granted we're not doing like picks yet, but... It's going to be a tough one to pick because, yeah, Nick Gage is fucking Nick Gage. This is now the former AIW Absolute Champion. Filthy Tom Lawler is a dangerous man all of his own. Matthew Justice over the past year has been killing it in AIW, but mostly killing it has been himself. But he's still here. KTB, shorter run, but he he's made an impression. 
and he's a name that keeps popping up other places too and grabbing attention one way or another you know i've mentioned before you know i'm a big fan of marco stunt and what they did at lost in new york was great but at the same time that spot wouldn't have been as impressive if it wasn't for ktb you know doing his part of the match or so he's getting attention one way or another <sighs> this this will be a fucking amazing match i really wanted to start off the show but i'm gonna put a prediction i kind of think this might be where we start the second half that sounds about right with this fucking pandemonium all right let's go to the the main event we have Hot Sauce Tracy Williams versus Dominic Greeny for the AIW Absolute title. And I guess at Abso, we've talked about this before, that Dom turned heel. And he did come out at WrestleRager to Matt Riddle's music and kind of acted like Matt Riddle did some of his moves too. And I'm wondering, are we seeing a part of Dom versus Tom where now not only is Dom being the bad guy, being the heel, but is he kind of copying Filthy Tom Lawler? Like, he's going to find his own ways, his own ways to poke fun at fans. Yes, he comes out like Matt Riddle. What's next? What What is he? Is he going to come out mocking someone else from AIW's past? Is he going to mock somebody that AIW hates? Like, I don't know where we can go with this, but if Dom wants to be hated. I think he's going to do it. What do you guys think? Start with Ed. I ought to come out in a silver or a green ant mask. There's a silver ant. Which one was Tracy Williams? <laughs> I don't know. One of those silly ants. Um, <laughs> come out with one of those masks on. But uh, I don't know why coming out to Matt Riddle's music would make you a bad guy. Um, when did Dom turn heel? Supposedly at Apso. At when did that happen? In the middle of the match. <laughs> It, far as I had it described to me, is the the purpose was a Brett Stone Cold type thing. Nobody was hated going into it. I think we all really both loved Dom and uh, Filthy Tom Lawler. I don't think we were supposed to love Tom though, which was weird because I don't I don't think Tom is is someone who's trying to be liked in AIW. He was always trying to be hated. Yeah, except it's like a it's like a Magnum thing. Magnum is also trying to be yeah. hated, but everyone loves him. Nah, see, I've said that before. Where I think with the production is widely loved, but there are some people in the crowd that really don't fucking like them. Like there was a dude behind me. Who are these at, people? Those aren't good people, and you don't need to associate yourself <laughs> with them. <laughs> there was a uh, a guy behind me at Apso. I remember like. Soon as they came out, just started talking shit. And I was like, really? Like, you hate these guys. These guys are awesome. Like, they're the people that hate Derek. Love Derek. What do you think about all this, Rick? I, I missed Dominic's heel turn as well. It's, it's kind of hard with uh, Lawler and, and Dominic. It, neither one of them needs to be a heel. Neither one of them needs to be a face. You get those weird uh, tweeners, The you know, the old doesn't matter if if the rock is a good guy or a bad guy he's still going to get cheered um i think universally lawler and dominic are, are both pretty pretty well loved um i mean dominic and tracy williams it's it it strikes me as like a face-face matchup you know one of these 
uh, Dominic wants to, you know, start taking shortcuts and working on the heel, you know, the heel antics, um, you know, just, just the old school stuff, you know, stomping on fingers and, you know, maybe he'll, he'll pull out the old, uh, the old headhunter and start biting, biting finger, <laughs> biting fingers and biting foreheads. But uh, yeah, I just don't see, I, I, I don't see Dominic as a, as a heel. I view this as a face, face matchup. Uh, and stomping fingers and biting people's foreheads, uh, I, I, Rick, you know that audience. We're all fucked. We would love that. <laughs> he wants us to boo him. He should work a work a it, hold and just hold it. Yeah, we, we get a nine get a nine minute headlock. Yeah, I'd boo that for sure. It would be terrible. I'm I'm curious to see where he takes this because I do have a feeling this could be a challenge for Dom to be hated by the crowd. Definitely, we've all seen him since like day one. Like we all really love him. He's gonna have to do something. It's a heel thing, and it's gonna work. He's gonna have to do something crazy. He should hit Caden. I'm sorry, Caden, but <laughs> yeah. like it's it, got to be that level of extreme. Like, yeah, we have to see something. What Dominic could say, it's a, it's a gradual evolution, and you know he hasn't changed a whole lot since he's since he's come in. You know he's. He's gotten a lot better in the ring. You know, he throws some, some strikes and some knees that just look, you know, terrifying. You know, when he, when he hits them right, they look great, but he's always been like intense. So you get that, you know, you get that face and then it's like, I can't, I can't tell, you know, you're always this intense guy. Are you trying to, you know, am I supposed to hate you? Am I supposed to like you? It's, you know, if he takes out Caden, then we'll know. Except Caden would probably love that. So, you know, that would be his second or third bump he's taken at a show. <laughs> this is like a total face story. Like, we all watched Dom come up and work his way up to, like, the main event in a title match. Like Dominic oh, just he, he needs to come out, grab the mic. You all cheer me. Shut up! You know? And we'd know where to, where to, where to be on him. But David Arquette and I would be he gonna ar- yeah, he's gonna Arquette us. What if he RJ Cities us? Ends us and dazzles us. <laughs> I have Glitter, man. I, I have faith in Dom. Not necessarily of winning, but I think if he has on his mind that he wants to have the crowd hate him, it's he's going to find a way. We all love Dom, but I don't think it's not at a magnum level. If he does the right thing, he's going to be hated. Maybe not hardcore hated but something he just needs to go off the rails and uh we're just talking black rain when black rain debuted wasn't a match he just came out and just beat the crap out of somebody and bloodied him up and you know no pay no attention to the rules just keep going you know maybe we see you know dominic just snap and and uh just take out everything on tracy you know tell everybody that you know he's here this is this is his title, and uh, you know he's going to get it no matter what. What if Dom gets himself purposely disqualified? And I'm not talking like an Abso with Doctor Dan and Ethan Page, what they did to Justice. I'm talking takes it to the point he is getting so pissed off, gets himself dequal- disqualified, and then keeps going. And we're going to love him even more if he does that. I don't know because Tracy Williams is definitely top five of most loved in AIW. And, you know, everything that he went through last year, people hated that 
he, after winning Jaylet, fucking cashed in and lost because it was, well, I like Lyndon, but hands down, Tracy Williams deserved the title. And they were telling um, an amazing story that I loved that Tracy Williams never fairly lost for the title. The only, I think, person who beat him fair and square, oddly enough, was Nick Gage. When it was Donst, every time he he got he got screwed, and then after that, he never lost those two matches that Gage came out afterwards. It was Josh Prohibition and Lewis London. He never officially got pinned. He never submitted. So this was his his redemption story from all that. He's loved. I think if Dom just beats the shit out of Tracy Williams after losing or purposely get himself disqualified. You could see a, a darker side of Dominic Greedy. I'd like to see maybe, maybe Dom has some friends that we don't know about and they'll debut with him. Maybe he gets, or maybe there's people that we know that are going to form an alliance with him. I don't know, but I think he can do it. Let's go back to the uh, beginning of the card and let's uh, start making some picks. We'll start with uh, a match that we're going to let Ed talk a lot about. Actually, before we do that, Let's uh, go to another commercial break. Center stage, center stage, it's the new race, center stage. Hi there, I'm Ben Center. I'm the host of the brand new podcast, Center Stage. It's a place where I like to bring people on that have interesting stories that I feel the world needs to hear. I talk to authors, filmmakers, burlesque dancers, wrestlers, and I bring on my friends and we deep dive topics about wrestling. So if you want to listen to the podcast, and I hope you do, it's Center Stage, S-E-N-T-E-R, like my last name, Center Stage. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Center Stage NX on Twitter. That's Center Stage NX on both Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow me, Ben Center on Twitter. It is Center Club on Twitter. Um, you know what you should do is keep listening to Wrestling Cheers. It's the best podcast about independent wrestling here in Ohio. I want to give a big thanks to all the guys from Wrestling Cheers, especially Justin for this opportunity. Keep listening to Wrestling Cheers. Listen to Wrestling Stage. Uh, wrestling Stage. Center Stage. It's my own podcast. I'm going to leave that in. Listen to Center Stage after you listen to Wrestling Cheers. Let's get back to the show, shall we? Center Stage. And we are back, so we're going to get back to that, that card I was telling you about and start from the top and make some picks. And this is the match that Ed is going to be talking a lot about because he's the only one that has expertise in this. We have Ultimo Dragon versus Lewis Linden. Now, myself and Rick, we I mean, we know who Ultimo Dragon is, but when it comes to talking points, we have nothing. So, Ed, take it away. Okay, so uh, Ultimo Dragon's still working in Japan. He's in all Japan. He had a junior heavyweight title run. Uh, earlier this year, it resulted in one of the most embarrassing matches I've ever seen in my life with Tajiri. So my, uh, what I want to tell everybody is, it's really cool we're getting Ultimo Dragon. He's a legend. This is going to be fun. Um, but I think we all need to taper expectations of, like, uh, luckily he's more of a grounded style now, which I think would Lewis London. Uh, but yeah, we're not, this isn't, we're not getting 1996 Ultimo Dragon, everybody. He's an older man now, but uh, aura of Ultimo Dragon and him being over will be enough to make this match be really awesome. Like, which it's cool. We're all gonna get to see Ultimo Dragon live. Like, that's cool. It's it's, it's 
let's let's focus on that the match is going to be more fun than like a star classic. So is this going to be like the uh, last month where it's like, cool, we got to see Sabu. That's it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, we get to see Ultimo Dragon and that's the cool part. Fair enough. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't really excited to see Sabu. And then when I, I seen him again in person, I was just like, yeah, you're balding. You still look old as fuck. Eh. So, picks. Uh, I'm going to go Liz Linden. Ed. Uh, I'm going to go Ultimo Dragon. And Rick. I will go Linden as well, sir. La Familia de Tijuana versus the Young Studs. Even though I don't know that much about them. Uh, I'm going to go La Familia de Tijuana only because I just see the Young Studs bloody afterwards. How about you, Ed? I'm going to go with the Young Studs. Um, more familiar with them. I remember uh, Damien Seisseis from uh, WCW, where they were a tag team in XPW. Uh, and so I'm assuming this is going to be a pretty violent match. I'm stoked for that. Yeah, we need we need some new tag teams built up for those for some challengers. And I think the Young Studs get a big win here and maybe move on to a tag title match. Rick, I'm going to go Young Studs as well. I think uh, Eric Ryan's probably sitting at home right now thinking what kind of crazy stuff he can do on Friday. I think Caden's bringing weapons, so don't quote me, but I think so. When is Caden not bringing weapons? I have this feeling he takes like weapons to family reunions and things. He shows up with a carload of light tubes. The only show I've not seen him bring weapons to would be old wrestling. God, he's got to work on some 1920s <laughs> weapons. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture... They like that old stick and hoop that they uh, <laughs> you see in cartoons, but like covered in tacks. Yeah, he's got an organ grinder with uh, wrapped in barbed wire. Oh, run, monkey, run. <laughs> yeah, that'd be... That'd be Glass container of penny candy over someone's head. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't think of anything else. Next up, we have... Ah, uh, yeah. Here we go. All Ego Ethan Page versus Joshua... Bishop. Ed, we will start with you. Who do you pick versus all with all ego Ethan Page versus Joshua Bishop? And go. Because I refuse. <laughs> no one's going to hear any of that. It's just going to go into you talking. I refuse to pick in this match. You have to pick. Um, don't don't you ever speak to me or my son <laughs> like that again. Um, um, I'm sorry, boogie woman. I'm really, I don't, I'm stoked for this match, but yeah, uh, it's crazy because like Ethan Page does, but Josh Bishop could use a big win too. I honestly, man, I'm going to go Ethan Page. Oh, okay. How about you, Rick? I'm going to go off the board here and ruin Ed's expectation of this match. We know that Ethan Page and Dr. Dan are hanging back out. So I think we see a repeat of uh, a previous event, Absolution, where this devolves quickly into a two-on-one, and Josh Bishop needs to find somebody to be on his side. And I think Josh Bishop calls on the other half of the Rip City Shooters. And I think we end up getting a tag match with the... uh, Page, Dr. Dan, and uh, Josh Bishop, and Wes Barkley will come out to save. 
Josh Bishop. Hmm. Why not? Would be some shit if Josh Prohibition came out to save him? Maybe the Josh and Josh connection. I think River City Shooter sounds cooler. Yeah, but what about? I mean, if Joshua Bishop's looking for a team, how about Gary the King Baller? Yeah. How about Rich Homie Juice, AJ Gray? Mm-hmm. I think those are possible. Uh, Ethan too. Page Russell, uh, AJ Gray. AJ Gray waterboards people. <laughs> what? Curse uh, Stalin, you didn't see that in SUP? Oh. <laughs> he waterboarded them. That's true. Fine. I, I mentioned Kurt Stallion. How about Brent Eisen, too? Um... If I'm going to pick between the two, I'm going to go... I'll go Joshua Bishop. Next up, we Say have... Say this, though. If Ethan Page definitely will... Repeat that. You broke out a little bit. Said if Ethan Page doesn't win, you know, Josh Bishop definitely will win. <laughs> what if they tie? What if they just become best friends and form a tag team? Is that what you want them to become best friends? Like, they just go, fuck this match, let's, let's go hang out and watch Impact Wrestling together? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dr. Dan's not going to let that happen. Yeah, Dr. Dan can watch Impact, too. Everybody can be friends, man. <laughs> Match. Just, everyone just became friends, and there's no more reason to fight. <laughs> uh, maybe he can, uh, maybe Ethan will promise uh, Josh a job at the law firm. Ben Jarvis Greenhouse? Lawyer, but he does look like that one attorney, Chandler Park. Yeah, he does look a lot like the guy. All right, let's move on to the AIW Tag Team title match. Uh, rematch from Absolution. The production, Magnum CK and Frankie Flynn versus PB Smooth and Hornswoggle Twins. Uh, I think it's kind of what we said for the last show with WrestleRager 3. I do not see the production losing those titles just yet. They they beat them at Abso. I can see them doing it again. So I'm, I have to go to the production. Ed? I'm going to go to uh, the production too, but mostly because like, uh, I'm I'm a sick fuck, and I want to see PV get really frustrated and, and boot Swaggle in the face, and I want a PV Swaggle feud. That could be interesting. So, how about you, Rick? Yeah, it's all the production. Let's move on to the other tag team of the production. We have Two Infinity, Mion, Cheech, and Colin Delaney versus the production Eddie Only and Danhausen versus No Consequences. Trey Lamar and Chase Oliver versus the Philly Marino experience, Philly Collins and Marino Tanaglia. This will be another another fun match. I have I have PME winning. How about you, Ed? Yeah, same. I was just thinking about it. And yeah, I'm gonna go PME. I think they need a big win. And like I said, I think I, get, I think I get uh, some teams ready for. So yeah, say PME getting a big one here. What about you, Rick? Yeah, three for three. I like Philly uh, Marino as well. I think they're the ones that are going to go after the production next. Tim Donst versus Colt Cabana for the AIW Intense title. I don't like doing this. I'm going to go Tim Donst once again. Ed, how about you? Um, Yeah, I'm going to go Tim Donst. Say just other than that, yeah, Donst is probably going to win this one. How about you, Rick? I don't think there's any way that the title changes hands. Having said that, I'm going to pick Colt Cabana. Hmm. Okay. That could be interesting. Shake it up a little bit. No. Oh, no, no. I don't think that there's any way that that Donce loses, but at the same time, really like to see Cabana with a intense title run. Nick Gage versus KTB versus Filthy Tom Lawler versus Matt Justice. Uh, 
I'm gonna go Justice. How about you, Ed? I'm never gonna pick against a pissed off Nick Gage. How about you, Rick? I just need to know: Will the Nick Gage, will puppet Nick Gage, be in attendance? Oh God! Because if puppet Gage yeah, is I there, I can make then... that puppet, and I will never bring that around. Actual Nick Gage. If, are, if are you kidding me? If puppet Gage is there, then I would pick Nick Gage. If puppet Gage is not gonna be there, I'm gonna go KTB. Two shows: puppet Nick Gage, and any of you assholes listening told Nick Gage that I made a puppet about him and I and I poke fun at him. Never see me again. Oh, I hope <laughs> never he never come back to that venue. I hope he comes back to the fun house after uh, after the show. I'm gonna have a long talk with Mr. Gage. And then we have the absolute title match. Hot sauce Tracy Williams versus Dominic Garini. Yeah, uh I'm going Tracy Williams to retain. How about you, Ed? Um strap him up. What? Strap, strap him up, man. Give him that belt. Time to do it. Oh, you're going Dom, okay. I expect it to be awesome. Let's go Dom. That shit would be nuts. It, it would be insane. Let's do it. Like, I'm telling you, why not? Huh? How about you, Rick? I think Tracy Williams retains, but I don't think it's going to be clean. I think it's going to be uh, hopefully something uh, something crazy. If either other people get involved or just like we were saying earlier, maybe uh, Dominic Rails. That would be crazy, Rick, if Dom won. That wouldn't be crazy. Dominic wins all the time. Insane. Tracy Williams just won that belt. <laughs> that would be insane. I'm telling you, let's do it. Let's do something real nuts. You know, you're right, because we're, we're all into this. Uh, I think we talked about it on the Absolution, where you know somebody takes a title and they keep it for a minimum nine months. So I think we're all just in that, uh, we're all just in that mindset that, all title reigns are going to be long title reigns. Yeah. I mean, who's to say that, you know, one time through and Dominic doesn't take it off him and maybe, uh, maybe Tracy then is chasing him for a while. Exactly. Yeah. Let Tracy, Tracy's a grade at the chase. Let's keep it going. So have I convinced you? Are you switching to Dom? No, I'm, I'm staying with Tracy. Come on. All right. That is our picks. And that is the review for, AIW Escape from Cleveland this Friday, September 14th, 7.30 bell time at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, 1355 West 70th Street, Cleveland, Ohio. Um, any final thoughts or last-minute plugs before we go, Ed? A Pod Van Dam is a podcast that happens sometimes. Uh, Benefits of Podcasting is another podcast one that happens sometimes. And seriously, nobody tell Nick Gage that I make jokes about how he would be a funny puppet. I want to tell him, but like do it right in front of you. Run. Just so I can see the terror in your eyes build. The thing is, I don't think he thinks he would be a funny puppet. It'd be such a funny puppet. I think Nick Gage has a better sense of humor than you think he does. I I, I want to find out. Uh, I'm going to find out. I'm going to <laughs> tell Nick Gage that there is a puppet. I'm going to ask him how he feels about it. I mean, is there a puppet yet? Because I think no, that's, that's the this thing. This is just a hypothetical. Like, no. It's just a joke. <laughs> I think if no, you I... actually had the puppet and we explained it to him, and then you got to show him, like when you say puppet, are you talking like uh, you know? Are we talking? They got got to can we think of a ventriloquist? You know, the on the stage with the the real puppet. Or are we talking? You know. Like a Muppet style. Ooh, a Muppet style Nick Gage. Muppet Nick Gage. Yeah, that's absolutely what it is. It's like um, the the ancillary characters in Sesame Street, like yeah, the I got you. like monsters. You know what I mean? Just like the yeah. green guy with a red nose, like that. I, w- I want to see it though. Yeah, Puppet Nick Gage is going to happen. Any other 
Any other thing, Ed, to say? That's just the very important part. The last part is the most important. How about you, Rick? Uh, just the usual stuff. If you want to follow me on the Twitter, that's fine. Sometimes I say funny things. Not very often, but sometimes. And uh, if you need me, come say hi at the show. I'll be trying to track down Nick Gage to talk to him about a puppet. <laughs> and, of course, you can find myself at Heavyset330 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find this show at Wrestling Cheers on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers. And Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email, if you so choose a desire, Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. And that's also where you can send $20 via PayPal if you want a Bullet Club parody shirt. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean Wrestling Cheers.podbean.com. We do have that merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. And please check out all of our friends on the Training Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, and Old School at the Movies. And check out our other podcasting friends, such as Pod Van Dam, when they do a show, Adults, Benefit of Podcasting, when they do a show, Center Stage, S E N T E R Stage, Super Fantastic Podcasts, The Road Home from Wrestling, Kick Out at Two, The Indie Cast, and Big Gold Belt Podcast. Check out our other friends, non podcast friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, Rebel Life Media, The Savage Stash, Set Tab Photo, Ringside Shots Photography, Sickening Pictures, NEO Sports Insiders, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially if you make a Nick Gage puppet. Later. Sometimes you wanna go away